So, as a disclaimer, the podcast you're about to listen to was recorded whilst a game of cricket was actually happening, which we've probably learnt to never do again. The Brisbane Heat were playing the Sydney Sixers, and in this podcast, we actually talk a lot about the Brisbane Heat being under pressure. Chris Lynn needs to pull his finger out his ass. And then he just goes and hits 94 off 36 deliveries, 34 deliveries, and has just holed out to Ben Menenti. We actually took a pause in the podcast to watch the end of the innings, and uh, it's a lesson learned, but it's also in the true spirit of this podcast. If you've been following us on the socials, we can't get any tips right. In fact, we can't really get anything right, but I hope you enjoy the podcast regardless, and uh, here's Denim. G'day and welcome back to Grab Some People. BBL9 is nine games in and there's been some troublesome smoke, plenty of thunder and a distinct lack of heat. Try not to flip out or you'll get charged by bison. It's Grab Some People and it's now. Come on, one over from Shane Warne. Grab some people. Grab some more people. F*** you, mate. Shane, we have to ask you what happened out there with Marlon. Uh, with who, sorry? Well, we're finally underway, Jake. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'm exhausted. Um, tell you what, Denim, there's been a whole lot of cricket in a not not, not that big of a time period. I'm used to, you know, just, just relaxing, watching a five-day game, and it's been, I felt like there's more games than ever um, this this time around, but wowee. We had, we had a game last night that was... Uh, Incredibly entertaining that we both uh, got a piece of. The Scorchers and the Renegades. The Big Bison coming home with an absolute pearler getting man of the match honours against his brother. The reverse jinx mm, The Battle of the Marshes. Wasn't the it something worked. when he brought himself onto bowl? Really big dog alpha Huge move. power too. move. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he just wanted, he, he did not want a piece of him, Shawnee. I reckon he was a bit nervous. He was thinking, oh, there's going to be a few conversations. And I, I heard that he, he didn't want to bowl. Uh, for the tournament, or potentially at least not for that game, but he just said, you know what, I'm the captain and I'm going to bowl to him. So well done to Mitchie, the star of our show, really. Yeah, and <laughs> he, should, he should be thankful not only for coming, for us interviewing him leading to that, but we did the reverse jinx on him. We're going to get to that because Definitely. off the top today... I've been uh, so bad <laughs> with my tips. Yeah, If you've been following our socials, GSP podcast uh, on Instagram... We can tell I, you pretty much exactly who's not going to win. Correct. I think you'd you'd make a lot of money going against us. Um, these are not these are not gambling advice. I'll just put that out there. This is not gambling advice, and I, I shame on you if you've been betting on all these like I have. But um, yeah, I've been changing my tips, and I've been changing them really to not much success. And mm. uh, yeah, we'll talk about that as we're well as we go on. Um, but there are some more talking points, Dan. What, uh, what did you want to cover today? Well, we're going to really look at the BBL more broadly and. As it is nine games in, how's it started? We're going to look at some of the biggest headlines and developing storylines thus far. Um, there's a few talking points. There's the lack of DRS that's affected a few games. Yep. Um, there's some yellow hats that we sort of t- touched <laughs> on last hats. week. And we'll cast our eye over the BBL standings over the ladder and look at the teams that have perhaps surprised us, Ooh. which uh, happens to be most of them. Definitely. <laughs> one way or the other. Pretty much all of them. I was even surprised by... Uh, 
yeah, obviously the result of the game that was on before the Scorchers Renegades last night, uh, banded due to smoke. So, um, yeah, yeah, look, everything's – it's it throws out a few things that you just really can't predict. It's all up in and, the air, uh, including you, the smoke. Definitely as well, yeah. Uh, what ha- What's going on with the heat? I just can't – I can't believe it. I've gone so hard out on them, and AB's going to rock up, and they're going to be zero and six. It's insane. All right. Um, Denim. Firstly, I'm um, Jake. Scattered. Just let me jump yeah. in there and rip into the fact that I've watched about uh, – <laughs> Probably in total one complete match. One complete match. Uh, BBL. It's how, just been silly season, mate. Like, yeah. Uh, I've had, you know, breakup parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not celebrating breakups. Woo! That's <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yeah. No, what, what but, are those? You know, work, the, the, there, Christmas, mate. the Christmas shows all over the shop. We've got uh, it's just crazy yeah, horse. As yep. I said, silly season. So I haven't been able to catch much of it. I did catch uh, Maxi's innings the other night with the TV on mute in a. In a pub, in a bar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember getting a few messages from you. You were excited. Um, yeah, I've I've been. We we recently had a pretty big spate of weather. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, weather. The weather outside is weather. Um, but forty six odd degrees uh, for a few days. So I was just staying inside in the aircon. And the game you told me not to watch, the Hurricane Sixes in the middle of the day on a Friday, where it was forty three degrees in Alice Springs, mind you, it was about as hot as in Adelaide. And uh, I watched the whole damn thing. I watched the whole thing. Nice. And uh, I've watched I've watched a fair bit. I'd say I'd probably watched more than fifty percent of of the the whole slate. It's a good amount. Um, there's a lot of cricket to yeah, to really get and that's teeth stuck into. Oh, that's why I'm exhausted, Denim. There's so much cricket, and there's a game that's about to happen as well uh, in a, in a half an hour or so. Yeah, we're smack bang in the middle of a double header. It's Sunday night. That's it. We're uh, at we're, the time of recording. We're trying to get ahead of it, so we can't really. You know, this might be. You might be listening to this over. You know, Christmas Day. Maybe a little bit tired of the rallies, and uh, you're coming down, and you're going. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to bang a little bit of grab some people. So, um, yeah, we've got the teams for tonight's game, the Sixers Heat, but that'll probably be irrelevant by the time this comes out. So, well, by the time you listen to it as well, um, Denim. Let's talk about some things that actually matter, uh, rather than your uh, your Christmas parties. Oh, actually, no. Let's talk a little bit about. <laughs> How, how was the Christmas party? Nothing to see here, mate. All right. Uh, <laughs> Just, fuck, you've been no, trained well. Um, it was a good day. Yeah, uh, good to hear. <laughs> yeah, what I'm interested in, Jake, off the top is the BBL season more broadly. We touched on it yep. uh, off our, in the first episode about uh, the general excitement, interest, and what's been building there at the B- yeah. just in the BBL. Um, how have you found it? How's it? How's it been thus far? Nine games in, has it underwhelmed you? Overwhelmed you? Something in between? Um, I'd pro- I'd say properly whelmed me. I think I've had moments where, I mean, like the opening game, for example, the opening couple of games were a little bit disappointing. Um, just you know, they were they were good. There was definitely highlights. Philippe, um, Josh Philippe, hitting six onto the roof to close the game, but maybe it was because I don't know I just wasn't the, maybe the strikers weren't involved I wasn't that interested but I, I and and maybe it was the disappointment of losing all my bloody tips but <laughs> I think I think I've been properly whelmed and I think the particularly the Scorchers Renegades game actually really made me realize that the BBO is something that that actually does matter and I was thinking with all the IPL contracts and that sort of thing uh, yeah. coming out during the well, I don't know, halfway through. Some big the, numbers there. Huge numbers. Um, it, this is actually something that does matter. I mean, these players, if they do perform, will pick up a contract um, if they perform consistently and to a high level. So it is a great opportunity for our young uh, Australian cricketers to put their name out there. Um, and I, I really enjoyed uh, last night's game probably as much as any. And I did enjoy, of course, Case Ahmed just absolutely tearing 
the, hur- uh, the Hurricanes, the Sixers to shreds um, in Alice Springs. So, yeah, there's definitely been some highlights and there have definitely been some kind of like, yeah. Um, but also there was one more, Maxi. Maxi's Maxie, come back. Yeah, he's yeah. back. Maxi's back. So good Taking to see him over, back. Taking over, man. Taking yeah. over without the helmet. Love to see him back. Absolutely. Now, tell me about this though, Jake, because this is the innings I sort of caught out of the corner of my <laughs> eye. And to me, it looked like one of the ages, you know. I just yep. saw him batting without a helmet, which really, really got me going. I, I love him. I, I love not, him as well. Not just without a helmet, without a hat. Yep. He's got the sweaty hair that he's got to push out of the eyes. Yeah, yeah. He, um, was, he, he was dripping. He was dripping. <laughs> and obviously, first game back for his short layoff for mental health reasons, I thought it was quite special. But as someone who was watching it intently, Jake, what were your thoughts? Oh, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. Taking the helmet off, really going for it. And um, no, nah, I, I loved it uh, with with all of my heart and soul, apart from a tiny little piece. The Heat have obviously disappointed me, but I just, I, I found something about the innings that I just felt like I, I wasn't as excited as I should have been. And I don't know why that was. I, don't, I, I saw... So you, I saw, did you not want Maxi to succeed, or what, no, what no, was happening there? It was it was more the fact that no, I think I think it was something a little bit about his innings that I'd would seen it before. I don't know if I'm okay. getting greeting, but I I love I love watching him, you know, go about his business and just kind of direct traffic and barking orders and stuff. But there's almost a little bit of it where I found him a little bit demonstrative okay. during the game, and I, I that's not a hot take. That's not me saying like, oh, he needs to be less demonstrative, or that this is who he is. That's just Maxi. It just didn't spark much joy in you that there watching that innings. There, it did, it did, but there was just a tiny bit at the back of my brain where the commentators were going, "How good is this? This is brilliant, champagne, Maxi." And I'm JB. going, I think JB I've seen, is known to really turn it right up. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen better. I've seen yeah, better. Yeah. And I've seen better maxi innings. And I think well, if I saw that at a key stage, you know, that was important for him personally to, I think, yep. actually yep. get off to a, a strong mark. But I think there was a lot of there was a lot of hoo-ha about it and I was not as excited by it as the rest of the general public. And maybe that's me. That Maybe that's just my, no, I know what you're saying. my take on the Brisbane heat. But I thought that about Maxi when I first saw him bat years and years ago when his career first started. I thought, you know, some plays you just – watch them and you're like, oh, I don't yeah. really like the look of this guy. Like, Not arrogant, but just the way he carries himself. But I think that's just because mm. he's in the zone and I think my opinion of him in that way changed after I heard him speak because he's quite a measured sort of guy. So measured off the field. And mm. I think that's the thing. I, I did grow to love Maxi during that time and when he was not getting picked, I thought he was always the underdog and stuff. Yeah, He seemed like he was in charge. He seemed like he was back to his best. He was taking his helmet off love and it. everything like that. And, and the storyline as well. But that's the thing that almost didn't quite give me that sort of joy as much as I, th- I thought it would. It's the storyline. It's the implied storyline. How good is this? This is this is how you should think about this innings. I thought, you know, it was a good innings. And he got a little bit lucky, actually, in the first over. He nicked yeah, one well, that's true. behind. Um, there was only, it was only probably half a foot from as the As did Stoinis today. He was on zero when he got yeah. dropped, wasn't he? And yeah, that, oh, Hurricanes missed a lot of chances today. But, yeah... Um, I don't. I don't seem. To, I don't want to be the party pooper, Denim. But I. I, I found it. Um, I think. I think we can see better from Maxi. What about Philippi though? That, well, that's, was... that's the one that sparked more joy for yeah, me. Okay. I yeah. feel maybe that's the, you know, uh, fresh, the millennial in me just being like, I want something new and something fresh. But I really enjoyed the Philippi innings. I thought that mm-hmm. was something special that you can look to that and be like, that's the future star of Australian cricket. And Maxi, I feel like. Not, not by any fault of his own, but maybe that ship has sailed. And, um, yeah, that's, that's almost a, a bigger talk, talking point than Big Bash. But I love Maxi. 
don't get me wrong, I absolutely love him and I love the innings, but there was just something missing and uh, I can't really I can't really put my finger on it. Fair enough. And speaking of Philippi and the Sixers, mm. uh, obviously a game going on will be going on shortly. Tell us a little bit more about them. But they, along with the other team, the Sydney Thunder, have somewhat surprised us, as have a lot of teams like the Heat um, going the other way, but and the Renegades. But the start, uh, the Sixers and the Thunder. If the Sixers manage to get up against the Heat shortly, that's going to put a really big buffer between. Well, them and the Heat and the Thunder and the Heat who were mm. coming in hot to this tournament and don't have AB to Villiers until yeah. the back end. Just even as it stands now, the Sixers, one and one. They'll be fine. I think they've got a good team. They've got enough depth. I really want to go back to the Heat because I, I've i never been as disappointed. There, there's, there's something about their batting that obviously Banton's fantastic. Loved watching him. He's not playing tonight because he was in hospital. I don't know. They're yeah, just that's worrying they, for them. They leave a lot to be desired. And I looked at that squad on paper and I thought, wow, they, could, that's, they had good bowlers, um, even though it was almost their Achilles heel. They have, they have good bowlers who, ta- who took wickets uh, late last year, like even Skeckity, who got dropped, Steckity. I don't know. There's, they stuck Jimmy Pearson in uh, for oh. their, their last game and he didn't do much. They were just shorthanded. Well, in and, their first game, Jake... Mitch Swepson, he bowled for his two overs, went for two for 11. Mm. And every single pace bowler was going at a much Later higher clip. And, and he bowled scary. the two overs. And there were still four or five overs left in the innings after his second over. And he didn't get bowled again. And that was staggering to me why Chris Lynn wouldn't stick with the guy who'd just taken two wickets, I think, in his last over that he bowled. Yeah, maybe maybe sticking to plans too much or he's not being yeah, as he's adaptable. Yeah, he's got to go on the yeah. fly. Like I have little sympathy for the Heat in that respect that I don't think they were captain well. But you've made um, bad decisions, Denham. I mean, we all have. And yeah, and I've been maybe... held accountable for all of them. <laughs> so I reckon uh, Chrissy Lynn might be under a little bit of pressure there. He if, is. He this is, is, this is what pressure. I need to talk about because obviously they're playing tonight, so I don't want to you know, take the gloss Even what we've seen that, from him so far, though, yeah, is what we've seen not good enough. Has not been good enough. If, if Lynn put together, and he played a really stupid shot, and he'll know that, against uh, the Stars on Friday. And so Lynn, Lynn has scored... Six off nine against the Stars. Yep. And then on night one, he was nine off nine. So he's not even going at over 100 strike rate. Well, and he hasn't consistent. made an impact. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's going around that time. Yeah, no, he, and uh, that's only two games. It's only a small sample size. But I will, I will be really interested to see without Banton tonight, who was really, really good. But Linny is the team captain and he needs to lift and lift that team because he they they kind of run off him. If he has a good innings, mm-hmm. they will absolutely get up for him. So that match against the Sixers, who are a very tricky team, a lot of good bowlers in there, Shawnee Abbott, even Dwarshus has been quite good. They're going to be really under the pump to win that tonight and if they do, that, that will be what their medal is made of. And I think their tail is too long. Way too long, yeah. And that's why they brought in Pearson to try to fix that issue, but he's just another, you know, like, how you going? Yeah. Cutting's not really in great form. He wasn't really hitting it that well on Friday. So, yeah, I think they're in a bit of trouble, but they've got a lot of time to turn it around, which is the advantage of having so many games. That's yeah. right. Um, one thing I have noticed, Jake, that's really not on the actual cricket, but the, what do you think of the uniforms? They've changed a bit. They're have, a bit have they? more solid one colour. Uh, but what I don't like about them is that they're the exact same template sort mm. of uniform for each team, right? just in the different colours. So they've just... Like pyjamas. Essentially. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure in previous years... <laughs> I, I love how your brain works. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure in previous nine years... Nine games of cricket and you're just like, no, I don't really like the cut of their uniform. 
Well, I don't because <laughs> I actually do like what they've done to the uniforms as a I don't know what I'm saying, calling a template, but that's what it really is. They're mm. just all the same uniform with different colours uh, dropped in there in, in the colour picker. Like a create, create your own team on like an NBA 2K exactly, sort yeah. of thing. And exactly, yeah, exactly. you the, the, the blank one. And they've all there. got the black strip on the back of the trackies and now they've got one at the back, back of the heel as well. Yeah. But I probably only know this because I go for the strikers, but the strikers always used to have that S mm. that goes with their logo on their front of their shirt and I'm pretty sure other teams did as well. Yeah. Um, but... Even if it's not just that, I just like watching sports where the teams have all have a unique distinctive Guernsey. flavor. Yeah, yeah. And you can really take in what they've done with the Guernsey. Is it um, more for the kids? Are they trying to simplify it a little bit, or I don't it's know? Just boring, boring. Like, okay, just <laughs> put in a bit of effort. Denim. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't noticed, but I'm glad you brought it up, and it's probably an issue that needs to be addressed sooner rather than later. Do people? Just, I like the caps. The, the it caps just gets to the issue of the BBL being a bit of a gimmick and not being taken Ooh. too seriously. Okay, so I want to I actually want to talk about this a little bit. I've tried to mention that the auctions before, and we we were talking about a bit of money going around there. Cummins, what was it? Three point two. Uh, I think it was three point one six yep. mil. Yeah, highest ever paid Australian in, in yep. the IPL thus far. And that's a that's a mozza. Obviously, it's Pat Cummins. He has. Test experience, one day experience. But this is actually a serious sport. I actually just had myself looking at it and you've got the guys on the mic and it's a bit of fun and it's a bit of a laugh. And as you were saying, you reckon it's it's still not as polished as it could be. No, and obviously it's only a new concept and it doesn't have the historical origins. It's, yeah, but, it's getting there. But, but you can mm-hmm. why wouldn't you try and emulate those historical competitions that have, you know, entrenched clubs and franchises that have their own brand and their own – just in the Guernsey. That's the first thing you see when you're watching a team, you see their Guernsey. So why are they all just the same colour yeah. with just sponsors splashed all over them? I understand sponsors being their necessary evil on the Guernseys, but retro. get some retro gern- jer- shirts. Get some retro <laughs> shirts. Is this media watch? Are you buying your already? No. Uniform watch. I don't know if that's going to be a regular segment, but I'm glad you voiced your opinion. It hasn't really gone into the – there's not really like a cultural element around it yet. If you saw like a guy mm. or a, a girl wearing a, 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 a striker's Guernsey just knocking around Adelaide, yeah. you think they're either nothing. just a little bit hot or a nothing. <laughs> or if nothing. they're just like, yeah, you know. Or a kid. Or a kid, yeah. And I think that's probably where it is, but at the same time, like – you can watch it watching a game and everything like that. But if you were to wear it, if, you know, just on, on your run-of-the-mill day, mm. walking around town, you want it to be, you know, look good as well. And speaking of uniforms and gimmicks, mm. uh, we've got some yellow hats that we oh, have yeah. previously discussed, <laughs> but now we've seen them in action. We've seen I've, Ferguson I've on opening night get the, uh, get the yellow hat straight oh. off the bat in the second innings. He went and fielded in it and said, I think the quote was, it will be coming off as quickly as possible. Yep. It's not my colour and I feel like a bit of a knob with it on. Mm. Uh, what have you thought of them? Uh, I don't care. I don't think the players care. If I don't care... It's making money off advertising. It's yeah. the BKT golden yeah, yeah, yeah. hat, I think it is. Yeah, and it, as you said, bit of a gimmick. And I think I think they would work maybe, as you said, as well with the uniforms with a little bit of history in it. But I was listening to Hodgie on the um, telecast and he was talking about only they're only going to be number one, twos and threes that are going to win this award. Yeah, and Uzi said it as well when he got the hat. Yeah, and strike bowlers as well. Hodgie actually suggested, he didn't really have a very good name for it, uh, the impact cap. Yeah, I like it. That's what Uzi spoke about too. Just, just something that Uzi said, the, the highest strike rate. And yeah, Hodgie yeah, was... Yeah, because then strike rate's more important in T20 cricket. It's not 
just average isn't the most significant because if you're just knocking ones and twos around yeah. and not having that much of an impact, then, well, you're not yeah, going to win the impact cap, are you? That's true. Yeah, and we saw with Chris Jordan flying around yesterday um, with that catch, and he took a couple of wickets, I think, as well. He was handy, handy enough, and that was an impact. He was probably apart from Mitch, uh, the biggest impact player of that night, but he won't have a chance to win that cap as a number, whatever he is, batsman down the order. Exactly, and we might have misread Chris Jordan. I think we were a bit disrespectful when we heard he was signed. Oh, yeah. But he's been more than okay. He took two for 30 from his four overs Mm. uh, last night against the Renegades. So that was just seven and a half and over. Cheeky bit of fielding as well on the boundary, uh, apart from the catch. Did a little bit of a... little bit of a... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Straight up to... uh, I don't think the fielding coach would have been happy with that, but but yeah, he uh, he actually made it effective, which was incredible. So sorry, Chris Jordan. Uh, was his catch better than Daniel Sam's? Yeah, I think so. And the state of the game as well, and what it meant, and recency bias, and also uh, I just think it was more exciting. As he took it in, he landed, he slid along the ground a bit and made it look really like glided onto the ground. Just I really like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. What? I thought last night made me think of, of the BBL as sort of the NBA of cricket. So many skills right. were on display. Okay. Uh, there's bright colours. Uh, it's sort of, as you were touching on, the, the importance of the competition in terms of the IPL contracts. Yeah. A bit more of an individual sport. Like there were the storylines of Marsh versus Marsh. Yeah. They sort of mattered a bit more than the actual result does for each team. Yep. Stoin today as well. And I was talking yeah. a little bit about Maxwell um, before, but even Stoin was very, very into holding the strike. He hit a... He hit one. They could have probably taken a single. It was the second last ball yeah, of the game. That, yeah. Had Hilton Cartwright down the other end. He just turns him back, walks around, does a little circle, yeah. looking down, tries to hit a six, not messes it up. And in the interview, he was like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, I was hogging the strike a bit." Well, Cartwright was chewing up a few deliveries there when he first came in. Yeah, wasn't but he? you can still hit it. You know, like you need runs. Runs are more important than true. So, out of all that, Jake, what's your biggest headline? What's your number one developing storyline this season so far? Yeah, look, I I reckon there was one. One point at which during these nine games that I had like an ear-to-ear smile. I remember I was sitting in the kitchen. I was actually trying to knock up a uh, fettuccine and I'm, uh, I'm looking over at my, uh, my phone with the fox on it and uh, I just see the Sixers absolutely getting knocked all over the place by, as we mentioned in the, in the first podcast that we did together, Afghani teenage spinners and my headline, <laughs> which is um, probably not going to be seen in any of your local newspapers. Hot teen foreigner takes on four sticks and wins. <laughs> uh, there's, yeah, look, I mean, the, I was trying to think of something to do with flips and spinners and, uh, yeah, anyway, if you haven't seen the flip, that was that was almost as that good as something. the uh, the catch last night. Really that was a bit of fire under this tournament. That that was really where I felt like the tournament Not that I began. saw it live or anything like that. That's <laughs> okay. So mine is... Pretty cliche, straight down the line. Unexpected thunder grips country. Grips country? Anyway. Has the the they, thunder have come out of the blocks, and I didn't see it coming, and I don't think you saw it coming either, Jake. But Cal Ferguson, mm. uh, Usman Kawaja, who isn't going to be going anywhere this this season. Do I, they, do you, where do you see them finishing now? Are, you, are they really gone up in your estimation, or do you think this is a too small a sample size to really judge them on? They can, would have beaten the strikers if it hadn't been called off. Can you repeat your headline? Unexpected thunder. I think I said grips country, but yeah. I okay. So here's where I disagree with the headline. I don't think they've gripped the country. 
I well, think I just, they've started well, and I think that's unexpected. But I think the games that they've played in and the team that they've got is just very humdrum, and that's probably why we projected them for mm. such a low finish. Yeah, I agree. Um, if I'd thought of my headline for 20 <laughs> seconds, I probably wouldn't have included that. Well, clearly I didn't think of mine for that long either. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Thunder are actually quite a, quite a big surprise. Um, in most people's eyes, they they pulled off the upset in the first game of the season. But as as we said, maybe the Heat are a bit of a myth, and mm, um, that is, yeah. I I haven't completely wrote them off the the Heat, but they're close, aren't they? They're close, and I think by the time we do our next podcast, I don't know, they could be either back in the race or totally out of it. But the Thunder, I haven't really seen. Many of their their players like properly play for. I I don't remember. I don't really know what Alex Hales looks like. I can't really pick him out of a lineup. Mm. But I know Uzi is a really really special special player. What have you What have you thought about Ferg and that sort of middle order? Say say they lose Uzi for a cheap one. Hales gets knocked over. Ferg doesn't go for much. How do you, how do you like their all rounders? Those bowling all rounders that they've got in the middle there. Uh, to be honest, you've seen more cricket than me, so. <laughs> No, just looking at their middle order. Uh, Alex Ross, I've always thought he's a fine player. He's fine, yeah. Uh, Matthew Gilks, is it? Gilks, yeah, Gilks. they had this. Yeah, I think it's Gilks. He's the he's like the new wicketkeeper. So they had Jay Lenton but at the end good? of last season. Um, I don't know. What did he make last time around? I think I think he's okay. Uh, but he's, yeah, just a young wicketkeeper. So he's not really going to change the game for you. It's role players, though, isn't it? Role players. As we Lots of role players, yeah. Role players. And, and Chris... Chris Green obviously signed to that massive yeah. contract. He's been really good. I didn't really have that much invested in him, but he's obviously a good player. He can bat, he can definitely hold the willow, and he's very, very good at being able to churn those overs out. Sam's got off to a bit of a slow start, but then really came came home with a wet sail in that last game. And obviously that match was a bandage due to smoke. They could be 3-0, and and they'll find themselves a little bit unlucky. And uh, I think that almost puts it... In perspective a little bit more it's just a game of cricket and uh, at the end of the day it's it's all about looking after the country really while it's burning so yeah obviously not not ideal for the thunder there but uh, in perspective and uh, yeah yeah you hate to see it I think it was devastating for those far affected communities that um, the cricket was cancelled though because as Scott Morrison said oh, they yeah. could have had something to cheer for and the match was cancelled and that's just heartbreaking for those yeah, those people that are in those affected areas, like they couldn't even go and watch the second innings of the T Twenty game in the ACT, which would have on a cheered, Saturday afternoon, which would have cheered them up and probably saved most of their their. So home. fuck me, Dad. Yep, <laughs> it's all happening there. Um, yeah, our thoughts go out to them, obviously. And uh, so there's a couple of headlines we will have to keep our eye across over the coming week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to get Jake your thoughts on maybe someone or some team or anyone at all who is. Under a bit of pressure with mm. this new segment, I've just thought up just then. <laughs> under pressure. Under pressure. Pressure. So, under pressure for me, I think I've mentioned it quite a bit now. The heat. I just, I just need the heat to lift. They are playing the Sydney Sixers tonight. And if they do not get the chocolates, I think they will be the most under pressure. And I just feel, you know, sometimes when you just feel this wave of embarrassment over something that possibly, you know, may have at the time felt like you were dying. 
Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, shame, guilt. Complete shame. You know what the shame is going to be when A.B. de Villiers rocks up off the plane and he has to meet all his teammates? That's going to be pretty flat, especially after last year. They, they were a bust last year. With their side on walk paper, look at the star power in that lineup. Yeah. Banton up the top. Well, he's sort of proved his worth, but Chris Lynn... Well, Darcy Short's probably taken over that mantle from him, but he was the best batsman in the competition. He's the, mm. he's the skipper. He's put a few feet wrong, as we've discussed. Oh, oh Denham. Oh, no, he's batting right now, isn't he's he? He's batting right now. He just hit Ben Menenti for four and six. He's on 30, not out. We're going to keep tabs he on He heard you do. Oh, no. <laughs> he How many balls? You. 12 balls. All right, we're going to keep tabs on he's that. Going well, we'll keep We'll keep tabs on that. That's an innings. This is a live... <laughs> that's an innings under pressure. A live under pressure. Chris Lynn absolutely coming out. And the Heat uh, batting first, 137 as we speak. So we'll keep, <laughs> keep tabs on that, I guess. I need to hear you're under pressure. Who do you think is definitely under pressure and maybe for the whole season? The organisers of this competition, Cricket Australia, mm. um, Kevin Roberts, their CEO. After just two games of the BBL season, Jake, we saw two shambolic decisions. Kawaja was plum but not given out in game one. And then Liam Livingston, his first big bash game, Liam Levinston. <laughs> he was given out for a duck when it clearly pitched outside leg. I was, why isn't there DRS? They've got time for a strategic timeout to be included, which is obviously a cash grab from Channel 7 to chuck a few extra ad breaks in or one extra ad break Ooh, in. I, I had not even thought about that. That's, you're right, though. Yep. And they can't find time to put the DRS in. Mm. I understand it might slow the game down a bit, but to make this competition credible as we've discussed this needs to become a competition where the best team wins it's a big deal for these players like big money big money massive money on the line if you get given out as Livingston did it's just not really acceptable in my view yeah no I think IPL's got one review each now yep why don't they get ahead of these things? Because this is obviously going to become an issue and going to be, the, once the public sentiment changes like this, it's going to change. Next year, I'll almost guarantee that they'll change it. But just get ahead of the eight ball on these things. Yeah. Because it makes you look shambolic. As you were saying before, the BBL is supposed to be one of the most... Visionary, yeah. One yeah. of the leading 2020 competitions in the world. Mm. But they've just missed a trick here. Imagine if this happens in the final, if someone's given out when they, sh- when they shouldn't have been out. Yeah. No, it's, I, I 100% agree. I don't think there's any reason why they don't have it. I've heard some things where it's just like, well, what about like a regional ground doesn't mm. have dare it? But at the same time, just use the fucking camera. Honestly, look at, look at the camera and then just get, get your best man on the job or your fourth umpire, just have a look at it. You know how they do it in the, uh, the EPL, which obviously isn't perfect, but they, they go off to the side and then they look at the, the vision themselves and they get a second look at it. Maybe that's all you need. Maybe you just go, oh, actually, no, I buggered that one up. That actually pitched outside leg. If so you're, you're ten- saying don't. But I think they need Snicko and stuff, don't they? Yeah, I get, oh, that's true. But how hard is it to get Snicko? Isn't it just the mic, the stump mic? mic? Figure it out. What is it, hotspot they need? Figure ball it tracking. out. It must be the ball tracking. <laughs> yeah. They need more fancy cameras. But Well, they've got enough money. They need it. Oh, with the broadcast deal, the money out, they, they got from that, they, there's more than enough cash to go around. For sure. So DRS needs to be in next year. I guarantee it will be, but I'm not happy about it not being here yet. So Robbo's under pressure in your eyes. Kevin Roberts. And I think that's only going to become more of a talking point during the BBL, and I, I just can't really see them doing anything about it, which is sad. But, hey, let's get into your media watch. It's GSP Media Watch with Denim. All right, Jake. So Media Watch really got off to a flyer last week. Mm. 
I probably don't have very far to go, and so <laughs> not... don't be expecting another one of those. Okay. But I did see something in the media. He's been uh, busy, guys. He's been, from the he's been party. the host broadcaster itself, Channel Seven. So in this digital age, content is king, right? It's all about pumping out as much content as you can because news feeds, the news cycle, it's only very short. Just as many videos or whatever, they're all pumping them out 24-7. But I believe you've got content is king tattooed on your chest. That's exactly right. But <laughs> quality shouldn't be sacrificed, and especially if you are the biggest free-to-air broadcaster in the country. So when I saw this video that they put up on Facebook titled, What's the Best Sledge You've Ever Heard? So it's one of those videos where they interview players usually. Cricketers, yeah, usually. So I was, yeah, expecting, oh, let's see what Marcus Stoinis, what his, the best sledge he's heard. or Because I do like hearing about sledges too. It gives you a little insight into what goes out on the field. Yep. But then you can imagine my horror when I've got Andy Marr wearing thick-rimmed glasses talking me through a sledge he heard when playing for Ashwood in what I can only assume is quite lower-level grade cricket in Victoria. Mm. Um, let's just hear what he had to say. The best sledge I've ever heard on a cricket ground was actually directed towards me. It's quite particular about the way everything needed to be when I was batting. And uh, a bloke against Ashwood one day said to me, your mum would fanic them iron your undies. That's because, you know, I wanted everything to be perfect. So undies have to be ironed. You know? That's not even fucking funny! <laughs> uh... Why the fuck would I care what Andy Ma was sledged about against Ashwood? I don't even know who Ashwood is, or where it is, <laughs> or if there's a cricket club there. So uh, you can't sacrifice the quality of your content. And why wouldn't they just ask that of one of the players? And why why is Andy Marr talking about playing cricket? He's the broadcaster. He is, his mm. job is to bring out the stories from the subjects that we're interested in. Uh, no, I <laughs> actually enjoyed that one. I was really underwhelmed by his sledge, actually. Uh, that, was, that was just not... Not a great sledge. I've heard worse, but I've definitely heard better. And anyway, um, so the moral. Andy Ma, you're on notice. The moral of the story there is: don't sacrifice the quality of your content just to get some out there. So we should probably take that on board with this episode of the podcast. Definitely, De- don't do your episode on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> when you're both without thinking about both what a little you're going bit how you're going. That's okay. Look, I mean, if you've made it this far, you obviously uh, want to hear a magic fountain. I know, I know. I've been mm. hearing it all week. Um, and no, I mean, I haven't actually. Everyone's telling me how good Media Watch is. And I said, oh, what do you think of Magic Fountain? They're like, ah, oh, yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah, it could be all right. Going forward. Yeah, look, I think I, 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 went, I went a little bit all over the place, but I didn't, I didn't have anything for this week. The Magic Fountain is obviously. As I said, don't sacrifice the quality of your content exactly. just to get something out don't there, be, Don't try to pull something out of nothing. As uh, if, you, if you do follow us on the socials, GSP Podcast on Instagram and Twitter is. GSP Podcast. Oh, that's easy we'll to remember. you up to date. That's going on. I'm basically making my tips on there. That's why I've been so shocking. I've been changing and chopping since uh, the first round that we did our tips last episode. And But I do actually need a, a, a quick update. Um, we just called someone out for being under pressure and... You're pointing at the the phone like... He's just hit another six. He's, he's hit another six. He's on 74 off 27. Oh, my. Chris Lynn, this is... Goodness. I feel... There's something in this. Maybe this is the magic fountain. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to really... Under pressure. ...get into it if we... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's all it's all making sense in my head. Um, yeah. Chris Lynn is going absolutely bananas um, and we shouldn't never... Do- what? But he what? was under pressure. We didn't... He was under pressure. Yes. And 
and that's noted, but it's the end of over seven and he's on 74 off 27 balls. That's insane. Uh, why did Who put Lloyd Pope on to bowl? Protect the magic, him. They heard that the Magic Fountain said he would be the leading wicket-taker <laughs> in BBL 9, so they got him straight on to they, get, get this guy out of there and he got dispatched. need to get him off. Um, yeah, we, okay. I think we need to just take a pause and maybe we'll be back. And we'll just update you with with Chris Lynn, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here from GSP Studios. Wow, <laughs> just don't. I mean, that was one of the that he was just tonking them, tonking absolutely going nuts. Menenti, Menenti, and Pope were getting. Sorry for Lloyd Pope. Creamed. He looked really sad. Yeah, I know. That's that was awful. But I also look. We we put the disclaimer at the top of the podcast. Uh, we did just see Chris Lynn's uh, 94, uh, just shy of 100. He was very frustrated with himself. And I talked a little bit about Maxi before being a little bit demonstrative. I think Linny is going to be absolutely fuming after that one. But he's got the heat going and they're almost certainly going to win that game. I think that, that total is going to be really large mm-hmm. unless there's an astronomical collapse or Philippe gets going. But uh, we've learned our lesson, haven't we, Denham? Yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we learned anything we didn't know that anything we say on this podcast or on our mm. social media in terms of the tips usually yep. gets disproven. Pretty uh, So quickly. at least that theme's continuing. We'll see if we can actually continue that throughout the season and perhaps you could tune into this, yep. uh, hear what we've got to say, maybe go and wager against every single thing. No, I just listen to it as a joke, I think. I think mm. I think it's it's almost like an ironic podcast now, like everything mm. we say is, is completely sort of false. Laugh uh, at us instead of with us. Yeah, definitely. Denim, let's wrap this up. We've, we've got a little bit to touch on that we didn't quite get to. Um, Supercoach? How'd you go this week? Really well, actually. Uh, I, had, I think I had two zeros in my squad, but I scored 1,261 or, or thereabouts. I think I was fourth or something in the Grabs and People League, which is nice. filled to the brim with uh, quality super coaches. Oh, yeah. No, they're a lot better than us. I did shocking. I did uh, 975, uh, which puts me not in great shape for the future, but uh, thankfully I've got to do my trades uh, before the game last night, so... In better shape this week, but a bit all over the place. Got a loss. Chalked up quite a heavy loss there. And uh, you also copped a loss, but you did a lot better than me, Denim, uh, overall. Yeah, 1,261. I was pretty happy with my score, but mm. stitched up there playing a quality opponent. All right, so we're happy with our super coaches. I actually uh, traded hopefully. out Chris Lynn, though, I just realised, for Liam Livingston. I traded out Chris Lynn as well. Fucker. Oh, my God, we both created... Uh, so, okay, here's you what jumped off Chris Lynn completely. What are three things we've learned today? Never doubt Chris Lynn. Never record a podcast during a Big Bash game about Big Bash. Or at least make sure that it's not a pivotal game that you've talked about for the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. um, and never doubt our, I don't know, superhuman abilities. Are we magical? Do we control the universe in an opposite way? Like whatever we say doesn't happen? Is that usually? <laughs> That's it, what I'm getting the feeling of. I, d- I don't think – I mean, I, I changed my tip from the heat to the sixes we today. Did, I've got two out of eight. You, we, we did reverse jinx Mitch Marsh by mm. saying that – I said that uh, Sean would win man of the match and it was uh, actually Mitch and I did mention the reverse jinx saying Sean would win. I knew he wanted to beat his brother. I knew there was a little bit of bad blood about the uh, the move over there. So I'm really happy for Mitch there being able to take home the man of the match award in that game. So hopefully, maybe we can use our powers for good, not evil. Yeah, maybe in that vein, let's mm. 
let's rip through some games and make some predictions yeah. and see if we can up. come up with the complete opposite result. Okay. So tell me who you genuinely think would win. Okay. So tomorrow we've got the Strikers versus against the Scorchers at Adelaide Oval. Mm-hmm. Home game for us. Say the Strikers. Yeah, at home you'd probably have to say the Strikers. Um, after that we've got Hurricanes playing the Renegades. Um, Hobart is the home team. Hobart Hurricanes versus the Renegades. I think it would be tough for the Renegades to lose that after what we saw from Hobart today. Yep, Hobart don't look great. Perth Scorchers against Sydney Sixers in Perth. Perth, Perth looked good the other night. Perth looked good, and I think they'll Sixers keep... look terrible at the moment. So Perth, Perth playing Perth. a lot of games there, though. That's a lot of games, and we said that was the th- They're getting their the iron. They're getting their iron. Then we've got Melbourne Stars hosting the Strikers. Mm. What's uh, your gut telling you? Stars have been playing well. Would you tip the Stars in that encounter? Yes. Would you? Oh, I don't want to talk you into it, mate. So no, tell no, me no. what you really think. No, I think the Stars will win that. They were very impressive today. Okay. Uh, Sixers in the Thunder, Sydney Derby, Battle of the Bridge. Mm. I'll be in Sydney for that one. We're not sure how we're going to go with the podcast there, but we'll, we'll do our best. Um, Thunder are off to a flyer. I don't want to pick these for you, mate. But Stop it. Sixers. Why do you think that? Do you genuinely think that? Bounce back ability. Okay. Renegades. Are hosting the Adelaide Strikers then on the Sunday? Renegades. Strikers. Sorry, Strikers. They need a win. Mate. All right. Um, <laughs> Hobart Hurricanes against the Stars again. Stars, I reckon. They look good. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick them until they they lose there. Actually I'll probably pick them before they lose, but that's okay. Um, there's not much thought into these. And that's probably why they're all losing, but maybe we can control the universe down there. We'll see. We'll come back uh, when we can. And stay tuned on Instagram, GSP Podcast, with our tips on the stories. Well, Jake, you're doing a good job of telling people who not to pick. Correct. So we'll see if we can keep that theme rolling. I got Stoin Man of the Match, though, today, pretty sure. So that's uh, oh, one out of fucking eight. But, yeah, uh-huh. stay tuned on the socials. That's probably where uh, we're doing our work uh, for the most part during the silly season. It's going to be hard for us to get into the studio and uh, and record because, um, as you know, Denim is very, very busy. And uh, I'll also be in the state uh, for a little bit. So we will try our darndest. If we do get an interview or something along those lines, we'll definitely get that out to you as soon as we can. But, um, yeah, we hope to have a little bit more of a structure next time with a few more exciting games to cover and definitely not recording while there is a game going on. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy your morning, afternoon, or evening, particularly if you're Chris Lynn.